Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this Independence Weekend? If it's your home, we can give you some tips and advice that would grant you independence from some of those home improvement projects, <laughs> help you get them done quicker, more efficiently. You like how I work the whole holiday thing? I do, I that? do. I like I, it. I can do that. I can talk home improvement. I can work it into anywhere, anytime. <laughs> And that's why we do what we do, but we do it mostly because we love talking with you about what's going on in your own money pit. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. We are here to help you out. Coming up this hour, would you like to incorporate a sleek, modern, clean look into your kitchen without having to replace all your cabinets? We're going to have tips on how you can achieve this very stylish look on a dime just ahead. And if you've got old, worn concrete on your patio, but you prefer to have a beautiful paver patio instead, we're going to share an easy way to do this without needing to tear up all that old concrete. Plus, we're going to highlight a money-saving option for bringing color and texture to your walls, even if you live in an apartment without blowing your security deposit. But first, we want to talk about whatever it is you have been working on this whole week. Hopefully, you guys took a lot of days off. You've been enjoying yourself. Maybe you worked hard last weekend and you're enjoying it this weekend. Whatever it is, let us give you a hand because we want you to enjoy your house just like we do. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get to it, Leslie. Who's first? Brandon in California has been taking some cold showers. Well, not intentionally, anyway. How can we help you with that? My cold water valve. When I, it just happens just to the cold water. If I turn on the hot water, it doesn't have the problem. But when I turn on the cold, it does this knocking or like a bang in the wall, and the pressure is reduced significantly. And it just will, it'll come out really low pressure unless I really turn it on. And then um, the pressure comes back. But, uh, I don't know what, well, I don't know if that's called like knocking or hammer knocking or something like that. But yeah, it's called water hammer. Water hammer. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. It's not a, like a continual knocking though. Okay. So, first of all, when you open up the faucet and all the water kind of runs forward towards it, that has a lot of force with it, and that will bang the pipe sometimes. And if the pipe, especially if it's not attached well to the floor joist or whatever happens to go through, makes that banging sound. That's why we call it water hammer. Uh, it can be lessened or completely repaired with some plumbing work, but it may or may not be worth it because it doesn't really damage the pipe. It really just more of an annoyance. Now, in terms of the pressure issue, so the water comes on fast and then trickles out after that? Is that what's going on? Well, it comes out normal, but then it just seems like someone's in the wall, like, kinking the line, and it's just coming out, like, it comes out still. It's not, like, trickling out, like, drip. Is it one faucet in the shower? What about the sink that's right next to it? No, there's the three, like, one on the left is hot. The center transitions it from the bathtub to the shower head, 
and then the one on the right is the cold water. What about your sink? Does it do the same thing at the sink? No, it's, it's just in the shower. So what I would do is I would install a pressure balance valve in the shower. The pressure balance valve, essentially, it's not going to address the water hamming, but what it'll do is it'll keep the pressure even between hot and cold, keep the mix even between hot and cold, so that you don't get any sort of shell shock when you step in the shower and somebody runs a fixture somewhere else and it changes the temperature. Yeah, so no more pranksters flushing the toilet and getting a super scalding shower. Okay. And the fact that this is only happening at the shower means it's a problem with the valves. It's not a problem with the plumbing lines. Otherwise, it would be happening at the sink as well. Okay, that kind of makes sense because sometimes it's just sometimes it's hard to like balance when we're in the shower. It's like, oh man, this is just scalding hot. Yeah. And we really got to crank up that cold to get it yep. kind of balanced. That's what you need right. a pressure balance valve. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Brandon. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to talk to Blair in Virginia, who's taking on a painting project. Tell us about the ceiling you're working on. I uh, pulled out my towel washer and decided to clean off the deck and the walls and the ceiling. And now the ceiling needs to be repainted. And it was originally painted with an oil-based paint. I would like to not use oil-based. I would like to go over it with a water-based, but I don't know, first off, if I can do that or and what would be the breast brands to look into. So the first question is, is adhesion. What's the ceiling made out of? Is this a drywall ceiling, a wood ceiling? What is it? It's a wood ceiling. What kind of wood? It's a plot just apply wood. The first thing I would do now that you've got this all cleaned off is I would prime it and I would use either an alkyd primer, which is water-based, or I would use an oil primer, just the primer. The primer, it's important that it sticks really, really well. And it's also important that it adheres to whatever was there initially. And, you know, through the life of that ceiling, it may have had different paints, different finishes on it. We want to make sure we get primer on there that's going to have a real adhesive effect. Because once you get primer that sticks really well, then you could put latex ceiling paint or any type of, like, solid stain or something like that on top of it. But you got to use a good quality primer. That's really critical. So do the primer first. On top of that, since it's wood, you could use solid stain or you could use exterior paint. I would stick with a flat, though if you're going to use the paint. Right, right. Okay, so as long as I prime it well. You would probably be more tempted to use that than oil-based, but honestly, oil-based works better than anything else. I just repainted my entire house, and uh, I have a cedar house, and we use solid stain, which I'm always promoting on the radio show because it has the most pigment in it. But what I don't mention is that we had to prime this, prime the entire house, and the last time, you know when the last time was I painted my house? When? 14 years ago. 14 years because I used oil-based primer back then and solid stain. And I did the same thing all over again because I want to get another 14 years out of it. But that's what you'll get if you do it right. Okay. I can do that then. Thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Lee in South Carolina on the line who wants to build a koi pond. How can we help you? Off the deck of my house in the one corner, um, I've got a bridge going to a gazebo. What I want to do is two feet out from the gazebo, I'm doing a raised flower bed. And from the flower bed, four feet out, all the way around the gazebo, I want to do a koi pond. And everyone keeps telling me that you got to do it in concrete because it's, with liners, it would cause too many, you'd have to have too many liners and sealing them and it'd be a lot more of a problem. Well, there's a lot of ways to build a koi pond and most folks use liners. Well, I mean, you have to use something. So you can either build almost like you would a small pool and pour a concrete, you know, I I say foundation for lack of a better word, but you know, a concrete form, or you can get a plastic 
pool form. They're black. You see them at, um, I know the home center by me that sells koi. It's actually a garden center that sells koi and pump equipment for water features have a variety of sizes of these black sort of, they look like kiddie pools essentially, but they're interesting shapes and you dig out and then place this in the ground. Or you can get the black liner, which comes in variety of widths and thicknesses, and then you would dig out the formation that you like, especially it seems like yours is a bit more specialized and free-formed and has to sort of fit into a different area of measurements that you have specific ideas in mind. So the liner is probably better because it will work with your specific dimensions. And you'll dig out. You'll have to dig the slope into it as well. If you want shallow areas or deep areas, you'll have to dig that all in as well. Then you'll put sand down just to keep a smooth area. And then you'll put the liner in. And it sort of, when you put the water in, will start to take the shape of that area. And then what you'll have to do around the top on those edges is you'll have to use all natural rocks and large stones to hold that down and hide all of that lining. There's no reason why you can't use a plastic liner. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call at 888 Money Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. You can use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide to see what others have paid for similar projects, and it's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Still to come, do you like the look of sleek, clean kitchen cabinets? We're going to share some inexpensive ways to get this same look for a fraction of the cost of cabinet replacement after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help you take on your home improvement, decor, and repair projects at 888 Money Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. Heading on over to Minnesota where Mercedes is having some roofing issues. What's going on at your Money Pit? Well, I had uh, roofing put on a few years ago. And uh, they 
nailed it in the valleys instead of on the ridges. Oh, okay. And then now that it has rained these, you know, quite a bit in between, then my uh, paint in my kitchen ceiling is uh, peeling off and the sheetrock is wet because of the moisture coming in. So basically it's leaking through the metal valleys? Yes. Because there's holes in those valleys, Mercedes? Yes, in the valleys. So obviously that wasn't done right, and so you have really two choices. Uh, you can either replace that valley flashing, and that's a project, you know, because the, the metal roof has to be loosened up to get the new valley underneath it. Or what you could do is silicone caulk those holes and hope for the best. You know, silicone, you'll probably get a, a good couple of years out of that, but you may have to do it again. Well, now, I wonder, did you hear about this product that... Uh they put an undercoat on a metal roof to repair it, and then they put a second coat over the top of that. No, and I don't know how you get an undercoat on a metal roof that's already down. So metal roofs have been around for, for over 100 years, and they're super durable roofs. But the problem is that a lot of times the contractors don't have the skill set to properly construct them and properly repair them. If they're installed properly, then they can last indefinitely and be leak-free. It sounds like there were some errors made in the installation of your roof, and so you have a kind of decide now whether you want to take this apart and fix those errors or just continue to explore opportunities for patching. If it was me, I would try to disassemble it and replace that flashing because it, it's going to be a sore spot moving forward, not only with water, but also you're going to have ice dams that will form there, in your you know, part of the country, the water will get behind it, and that can also work its way into the roof. Okay, Mercedes, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, do you enjoy the look of sleek, clean kitchen cabinets? It's a look that first gained a lot of popularity in Europe, but it's well into American kitchens now. Problem is that usually you have to replace the whole kitchen to get it. We've got some ideas, though, on how you can get sort of that same appearance without all that expense. Yeah, first of all, you can refinish your cabinet doors. Now, dark wood cabinet doors are a beautiful contrast if you've got a lighter countertop, wall, and floor at your home, and it can really deliver an upscale modern look. Now, on top of that, you can add some stainless steel hardware for a sleek look that blends with the rest of the modern kitchen. Now, if you are planning a new kitchen, what makes cabinets ultra-modern is that they are frameless and they have a slab-styled European door plus hidden hardware, and that gives it kind of a very modern look. Now, a slab cabinet door style is the kind that's smooth with no panels or no accents or no embellishments. It's simple, and I think the beauty is in that simplicity. But there also is an inexpensive way to find those cabinets here without going all the way over to Europe. Yeah, you know, the nice thing is that there are lots of very affordable frameless cabinets and doors and all of the things you're looking for to choose from. I mean, you can even go to Ikea. You would be surprised how stylish and affordable and what great finishes they have. I would definitely head there. Yeah, and you know what? I've got those cabinets in my office and also in my kitchen, and they look fantastic. Very well built, and they go together very nicely. Steve in Iowa is on the line with a decking question. What can we do for you today? I've had my deck on my house for, it's been probably at least 15 years. Um, part, it's a floating deck, so it's not attached to the house. Um, and the only problem with that is, is part of the deck has a cistern underneath of it. Oh, so it's covering this old cistern, okay. Yes, but the cistern is still... I don't use it often, but it is nice to have, so I don't want to take it out. Okay. Because my deck is settling at different levels, 
and the cistern, above the cistern, obviously, I can't put any post holes in to stop the heaving. Yeah, so how do you um, actually get to that cistern when you want to get to it? you have to pop deck boards up, or is there a hatch? No, there's a pipe that runs outside the deck, and you can just dump the water into there. Well, if the deck is heaving, if it's structurally moving, then there's nothing that you're going to do short of basically replacing that with a better foundation that's going to stop that from happening. How big is this deck? 20 by 12. Yeah, is your concern that the deck is um, is moving and that the floor is getting uneven? Or is your concern that the lumber is cracking and checking? What's your big concern with it? The deck is very uneven. Uh, the Like uh, by the house, it has settled probably maybe eight inches. And then where the cistern's at, it hasn't settled at all. And this cistern, this is not like an open well, is it, where somebody could fall into it? This is a pipe that comes out? No, there's, yeah, there's, it feeds directly into my basement. There's a concrete lid over the top. So you really do need to have some sort of a structural cover for this. So I guess what I would do in this case is I would probably take the old deck apart and rebuild it. I would reframe it and basically do it all from scratch um, and put in some better... Uh, footings for this. Now, you can use columns in the ground, but they have to be on their own footing. So what you might want to do is dig down uh, and sink posts, like six by six posts into the ground and kind of do this almost like it's a pole barn, but you're really only doing this to support the girders and the beams for the deck. And then you're stringing new rafter, new, I'm sorry, new joists across from that. And then I would think about using composite decking on top of this, and I would definitely build in an access panel, which could be, you know, sort of like a hatch that lifts up or just a panel that lifts out to give you access to that cistern space in case you want to use it. Would you ever consider pouring concrete first and then put building the deck over top of that? No, I mean, if you were going to do concrete, then you would just do a, p- a concrete patio, but isn't that going to make it hard to get to the cistern and access the, the space? Yeah, I would just thought, I didn't know if pouring concrete all the way around the cistern first would work and then pour the deck on top of that. Or No, it's no, 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 no. You don't need the concrete to make this deck structurally strong and to stop it from wobbling. If it's designed properly from the get-go, you're not going to have this issue. I suspect it was not when it was built, and that's why it looks like it does now. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Barbara in South Dakota's on the line and having a problem with a renovated bathroom at her Money Pit. What's going on? We had our bathroom remodeled about three years ago, and maybe six months after, we noticed that the tiles were kind of shifting a little bit when we'd walk in the most prominent places. And then uh, pretty soon the grout started coming out, and I was wondering, do we have to replace all of our tiles, or is there something we can put in there that would move with the grout or or with the tiles. It's a heated floor. How is it heated, Barbara? Hydronic heat? Is it hot water heat under the floor or is it electric heat? What kind of heat is it? It's electric heat. No, I'm really sorry to hear that. You know, I mean, this was a this was a mistake that was made in the installation. Where that mistake was made, it's hard for us to tell, but there's no way that those tiles should be loosening up. And unfortunately, there's no really easy fix for this. The reason the grout is, is breaking up is because the tiles are loose. And as the tile loosens, the grout doesn't really have any structural integrity. Right, but isn't that the result of an uneven subfloor? Not always. And even if it was an uneven subfloor, Leslie, if these were installed right, they would be. They, there would be enough adhesive or base under them to stop them from wiggling. I think it's the base underneath that's not right. Yeah, so I guess you have two options, Barbara, one of which 
is for you to go ahead and do what you may already be doing, which is repairing them as you go. If you find that you have a loose tile, if it's loose enough to come up, you're just simply going to add some additional floor adhesive and press it back down again. Or you have to remove them, the whole floor, and replace them. But, of course, that's a big job because you'd have to also – you can't really save the, the heating coils that are underneath. You'll probably end up having to replace those as well. It's really hard when you have a bad tile job, especially one that's over heating coils like that, to do anything short of replace it. It does not lend itself well to repair. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Sorry. I wish we had better news, Barbara, but thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. And that's why we call the show The Money Pit. <laughs> Hey, if you've got an old, worn concrete patio, but you'd prefer to have a nice one, maybe made out of beautiful pavers instead, we're going to share an easy way to do this without having to tear up all that old concrete next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you've got an old, worn concrete patio, but you prefer to have a beautiful paver patio instead, now there's an easy way to do this without needing to tear up all that old concrete. That's right. There's a new paver out called Milano that's made by Pavestone and designed to go right on top of that old concrete surface. 
With us to talk about that is expert Tim Burns from Pavestone. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Hello. Hey, so I think this is a really cool idea. I mean, we've been covering pavers for many years, and we know that... You know, a lot of folks love pavers. There's a lot of issues with how they get installed because people don't put a proper base in. But if you've got a concrete patio and you just want to make it look like pavers, this is brilliant. So these are basically sort of paver veneers. Is that right? Correct. It's a 30 mil product. So uh, 30 millimeters and your typical paver is about 60. And um, the great thing about Milano being so thin is that it will go right on top of your patio and you don't have to worry about your door getting caught. So yeah, you're exactly right. It's basically a veneer for a concrete patio slab. Well, and I think, Tim, that's so important because when people look at a concrete slab, it's very overwhelming. You know, there's the whole concern of how do I break it apart? How do I remove it? What do I do with it? And so I think that stops a lot of people from making those improvements and they just sort of stick with the status quo. So tell us about it. Do you need that concrete to be in fairly good shape? You don't want heaving, I would imagine. Yeah, because that's the most important part about any paver install is making sure your base work is in fairly decent condition. And then you have a typical 10 by 10 in your backyard. You start seeing small hairline cracks. That's that's the perfect patio to use Milano on because it'll lay right over the top. You glue the outside edges and you have a beautiful new patio without having to worry about the base work of your typical paver installation project. So to install Milano, you basically stack the paver bricks right over the old concrete patio as if it's sort of the finished installation. And then to sort of lock everything in place, you remove that outside row that goes around the perimeter and then you glue those down. So once they set, that becomes sort of the curb that holds everything together. That's correct. You glue the outside barrier and that'll hold everything together. And then once you get that completed, then you still want to sweep the sand and um, it'll make everything nice and tight so the pavers aren't wobbling if you have any heave in your concrete slab that you have there. Yeah, I noticed in your instructions you can put a little sand under these as you go, and that can help you know, adjust any slight differentiation in sort of the flatness uh, of the patio. And once you're done, you mentioned you could put paper sand in between. What about the sand that uh, is designed to sort of solidify and uh, become more pervious to water? Is that sensible to use as well or what you can you don't have to use that but uh, definitely polymetric sand is definitely something that you can use there it works just as well as regular sand it's more permanent after you know rain showers and and things like that some of the sand eventually regular sand will eventually wash away the polymetric sand is designed to stay in place and bond to the concrete so it won't wash away nearly as fast. So, Tim, now you've got your Milano Pavestone all installed. You're enjoying your patio for like a year or so. What happens if you knock over the grill or you spill some grease or something damages one of the pavers, but like right in the middle? Are you able to kind of pop it out or do you have to dismantle up to that point? Yes, you are able to pop that particular stone out. That's the great thing about pavers. You can remove an individual piece or two or three pieces without having to remove the entire patio and replace any damaged stone or anything that's stained or anything like that. That's fantastic. The product is called Milano Pavers. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit pavestone.com. Tim Burns, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, are you looking for an affordable and easy project to upgrade your walls? Well, removable wallpaper is a goof-proof way to revamp your space without committing to the permanency of regular wallpaper. We're going to explain when the Money Pit continues. Live in a body pit. The money pit. The money pit.
Standard is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their True Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at one Money Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor. They really have the best local pros for any home service. That's right. doesn't matter what that project is. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated pros. And there are no membership fees. It's 100% free to use. Just go to HomeAdvisor.com. Marion, Texas is on the line, has an issue with the tub. Tell us what's going on. We have a bathtub that we've had plumbers out, and they can't even seem to get it unstopped. They think that it... There was, there was, it was, would slowly, you know, if you took a shower in there, it would slowly go out that day. But then it stopped up and it was going so slowly. We called a big company here, plumbing company, and the guy came out and checked it and he couldn't get it unstopped. He thinks it's in the P trap, uh, but he checks the line, the, the, the tub is on the back of the house, about two, two feet from that is the clean out. And he, took a picture in the clean out all the way to the alley and told us to get the city to come and they needed to clean it out at the alley. They did that. So wait a minute, you telling me that the plumber was able to clear the drain from the house to the street, but he thinks that the uh, restriction is beyond that? Yeah, he thinks and it's just about two feet from the drain, the tub that's on the back wall of the house, just about two feet to the clean out where he worked. And all the other lines are back farther. The, I mean, the utility line is farther. It's on that same line. It's farther. The uh, sink and vanity area and the, and the commode works just fine. It's right by the tub. It's just it's past them. I, I can tell you right now that he missed something in the tub because all of those plumbing lines come together in that same general area. And if you've got flow from the toilet and the sinks and everything else, but not the tub, it's going to be the tub itself. You know, when it comes to clearing drains, my experience has been that plumbers are not the best ones to do that. Generally, you're better off to go with a specialty plumber that does drain cleaning. They have the tools, the equipment, and the knowledge to get that done. And sometimes the, you know, the day-to-day plumbers, if it's a simple clog, they can clear it but they don't necessarily have the tools. I mean, for example, drain cleaners have cameras that can go down those pipes and see exactly what the obstruction is. So my recommendation would be to call a different kind of professional, not a plumber, but someone that specializes in drain cleaning and has a good reputation for being able to make that particular type of repair. I think that's going to be the easiest way for you to get to the bottom of it. I would not recommend any type of uh, additive to that drain to try it cleared in these liquid products that clear drains because they can be very, very corrosive. Mary, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it's not always easy to find cheap apartment decor, especially when it comes to covering those white, boring walls. I mean, usually your landlord's not going to allow you to repaint it, or if you do, you're probably not going to see your security deposit back when it's time to move. But there are other options. Yeah, you know, a really good option is to add a splash of color or pattern or vibrancy, whatever you'd like, by using removable wallpaper. Now, there are tons of designs that you can choose from that will fit your personality. And when it's time to move or update to the design, you simply peel that paper off. And it's going to come off clean with no damage to the walls, theoretically. You have to be very careful, though, in how you apply this paper. Essentially, it's like a big 
vinyl sticker. It will stick to itself and it'll stick to itself very well and it'll stick to a surface very well. But when you apply it, you have to make sure that you are applying it straight. So you want to start at the top, peel back a little bit of the paper, start to adhere it. A squeegee, you know, one of those, um, I guess they're called squeegees too for this. They're like a hard plastic, almost like a, a large scale credit card that yeah. you use to mm-hmm. smooth out the paper as you're putting it on the wall. And, but and get with, the bubbles out of it. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. But with a vinyl, I like to take a piece of like adhesive backed felt that you can get at the craft store. And you can actually find these squeegees with the adhesive felt edge on it already. But if not, you can add that sticky back felt to it. And you're just taking the hardness off that edge. Cause if you pull too hard, with the squeegee, you can tear the vinyl. So I like to put that felt on there to sort of protect it. And especially if the wall surface isn't very smooth, you could hit something like sticking out of the wall and scratch the paper. So you just have to be cautious. And I would say work in small sections, start at the top, only peel back a little bit of the vinyl, maybe six inches, because don't forget you're working at 24 to 36 inches wide, maybe pull back six inches, smooth it out, Work your way down. If you do get a bubble in it that you just cannot work to the outside edge, because that's what you want to do is sort of squeegee it to the side, you can take an X-Acto knife, a mat knife, something with a super sharp blade, and I just kind of make a teeny little poke in it, and then I squeegee the bubble out, and it just gets the air out. Those are a couple of tips. Some great websites to check out. Wall candy, temp paper, paper arts. So many good removable wallpapers out there. So just have some fun. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call right now with your home improvement or decor question at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, now we're going to talk to Bill from Illinois, who's got some questions about what's going on with the bathtub. How can we help you? Yeah, I have a uh, it's a twenty eight year old uh, shower tub, and I'm not sure if it's ceramic or fiberglass, and I have a couple of cracks. In it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's an easy fix for a crack in a tub that's physically cracked. I mean, we've repaired shower pans, for example, by using fiberglass repair uh, or a fiberglass repair kit where basically you're applying um, a rosin and then you're, you're impressing fiberglass sort of into the mix and then putting multiple layers of, of uh, additional rosin on top of that. But it's not a very attractive finish. And I've done this on an emergency basis where, you know, I had like a cracked shower pan. I had a, a rental apartment, for example, and I wanted to just make it stop leaking so we weren't bothering the lady below. And we did it, and it worked, but eventually I had to take it out and replace it anyway. So for a tub that's physically cracked like that, I don't have a good solution for you. Figured it would be a tough one. Yeah. I've heard of these uh, overlap coverings. Oh, the inserts. Yeah. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I think one of the companies is Bath Fitter that does it. I mean, it's not a bad idea, except that what we've found is that economically, the cost of a complete bathroom renovation and the cost of doing, you know, like an insert are not so far to, far apart. I mean, it is less expensive than a complete reno, but you um, are restricted to the tub you have now, obviously, and the size of that tub, which gets smaller when you put an insert into it. And if you do the renovation, you know, you might have some opportunities to uh, to improve the place, improve that space a little bit more than you could by just doing an, an insert. So it definitely is an option. And with the tub that you have now, though, 
I would suspect if it did physically crack, it's it's probably a fiberglass tub that was not properly supported because what you're supposed to do when you put them in is to put like a loose mortar mix underneath the tub and then press the tub down into that, which gives it complete um, and total support across the whole floor. Sometimes if contractors skip that step, it ends up being a little flexible, and over the years, just getting in and out of the tub, it eventually uh, wears and cracks. Well, actually, I, I took a fall. Oh, you did? And that's how it happened? Yeah, that's how it, that's how it happened. Um, and I'm okay, but uh, the, the crack was there, and it's on the upper slope of the tub, so it's not at the bottom. And I have, I have not had any leakage problem. Well, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. I'd say your options are, you know, your options are tear it and replace or to to do an insert. But in terms of patching it, I couldn't really tell you anything that's going to be very attractive other than the fiberglass trick. Okay. All right, Bill. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Coming up, what do you do with your indoor fireplace during the off-season? Well, you dress it up, of course. You've got something beautiful to look at when there's no fire in it to look at. So we're going to tell you how to do that next. You live in a body pit. Money Pit is presented by Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix in the red bag. Make your next outdoor concrete project quick and easy. Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix. Look for it in the red bag. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEY-PIT presented by Home Advisor. Hey, do you need new flooring in your kitchen or bathroom? HomeAdvisor can instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free. All right, and remember, always check out MoneyPit.com and post your questions there where we're happy to give you a hand online. Now, first of all, Sue in Oklahoma posted a question here. She says, a neighbor's child poured a whole glass of juice into my floor air conditioning vent. Oh, my God, that sounds awful. The AC seems to be running fine, but do I need to be worrying about that causing problems down the road? Hmm. Probably not. I mean, it's just sugary water. And the fact of the matter is just a glass of liquid like that's going to evaporate pretty quickly, Sue. If these ducts are also used for heat, you may revisit the odor of that juice the first time (laughs) your heating system turns on in the fall. But otherwise, I think it's probably kind of a non-issue. If there's anything sticky or gooey on the surface, go ahead and certainly clean that up. But I don't think you're going to have much of a problem with that. Oh, my goodness. All right. It still sounds terrible, though. (laughs) Min in Vermont writes, I live in the mountains and get lots of snow. This summer, I want to build a deck myself, but I'm worried a big, flat, elevated deck won't be able to withstand the weight of the snow. I've seen more than one deck crumble. What should I do? You know, deck collapse is a serious problem in the country, and usually it happens not from snow, but when you're having that, you know, July 4th weekend party and you've got 100 of your closest personal friends up standing on that deck and rocking it out to some tune. So it does have to be built properly. The good news is if you do build it in accordance with building codes, standard building codes, you shouldn't have any issues from snow weight 
or from the weight of having a lot of folks over at your house. The most common failure point is where it attaches to the building. That has to be done right. It has to be through bolted into the building. If that's done right, if you have the right size floor joists and the right size girders and your posts are put in properly on footings, you shouldn't have an issue. Now, that said, if you get a major snowfall, it's always smart to try to get snow off of the roof and off of the deck before it starts to melt. When it starts to melt, that's when it gets really heavy because it starts holding that water. Yeah, man, you've got to make sure you build it once and you want to do it right. Well, a fireplace is a welcome addition in the cold season, but in the summer, it's just kind of this big brick hole, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be. Leslie's got some tips on how to spruce up that space for the off-season in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? That's right. You know, the fireplace, it's there. It's gorgeous. But in the summer months, you're not doing anything with it, and you might just be looking at a big black hole. So let's think of some great ways that you can incorporate it into your decor scheme. First of all, you can take out those logs and replace it with a group of large pillar candles or even a stylish candle holder. Even this way, when they're not lit, the candles look really nice. It sort of adds a lovely touch to the area. And then light those candles, and it's like a teeny baby fireplace. I mean, it's really lovely. Now, you can also put a beautiful fern or a nice plant in there or something that's flowering. The ferns really do well in the shade. And that green color that you see in those ferns just brightens up a space. So don't be afraid to add a plant there. And finally, why not even just consider a gorgeous fireplace screen? You can make a screen with some plywood and paint. You can personalize it with anything from images, stenciled patterns, family photos. Also keep in mind, a lot of those designer stores are having their sales from all the winter stuff still, and you might get a really awesome, beautifully designed fireplace screen at a super inexpensive price. You never know, but have some fun with this space, even if you're not using it. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show coming up next time on the program. Do you have a home where maybe it feels a bit claustrophobic from time to time? We'll have some tips on how to open up that floor plan without a major remodel on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.